0: This. this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike
1: Santagata. Offensive line still bad in Cincinnati. That offense is really bad. They can't get anything going. Um, you know, we've talked plenty about Joe Verona's cast train. How is the offensive line looking after two games?
0: So I thought they were bad in the first game, but this second game, they were good, they were legit good, especially in pass protection, protecting Burrow. Um, I, I, Orlando Brown was awesome. I gave him one pressure in uh, my watch. Jonah had a couple. Volson had a, a couple, and even Kappa had one. Karis had a clean slate, but it's also an even front team that didn't really try to attack him too much, but he just makes an awesome plays. There's a play where he blocks two guys. On the one play, which is just so cool. I love that. I thought they played pretty well, though. I just, I know this isn't the most intimidating front, but this is a solid group. Like, I don't think there's a lot of these guys that are bad. I think, like, guys like Matabike, Owe, who did leave the game eventually, um, Clowney, all were, they've all been pretty good this year so far. And Michael Pierce, another guy, he's more of a run stopper, but that's a solid player. And Ojabo, i think he's still reeling from the achilles tear he had so he's not looking like himself so that'd be the one where like when the lined up over them they were able to control it pretty well but i thought these guys played pretty dang well at least from the last couple of years this is one of the better performances in pass protection not the best and nothing crazy but just solid all around with i think karis and brown having standout good games Run blocking, eh, is a slightly different story. I mean, they're doing fine, I think, in run blocking. But that's another reason why I don't think they're pounding the rock. Is just the run blocking's fine. It's not great. The reason it's been efficient is because Mixon's been incredible more than anything. I don't think they're doing bad. I think they could, if they really wanted to, try to grind teams. But where they are right now is just like they're not killing guys there. They're doing okay.
1: If you're this team and you have Jake Brown out there, look, we'll preview what's going to happen for Monday night football when we get closer, but this offense, we, we hear it all the time. It honestly feels like a broken record, but it's, you got to start out fast. You got to, you know, it'd be nice to play with a lead for once. If you're there Monday night football, I ask you all the time, coin toss, you have the option. You get in the ball first and you're like, we got to go down and make a statement. We're at home. It's prime time let's do something.
0: No, I defer every time, every, every time, every time I am deferring.
1: MVP, and, Matthew Stafford's on the other side. So what? Stafford.
0: It. it just gives you a real advantage. Like there is the momentum advantage, the confidence advantage, and this is why they went to it in the first place last year was the momentum, not the moment, but the confidence in the offense. They're playing poorly. So let's build some confidence. Let's get some good scripted plays and drive down the field. One, these scripted plays stink right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, three and out, three and out. And those were the two scripted drives. Cause we can go three and out. You kind of stay with the scripted sheet. You go, okay, well, you know, that just didn't work. And they could point to holding penalty, holding penalty is why that didn't work or Irv didn't get the second foot down. These scripted plays are awesome. And then the second three and out happens and you go like, okay, so what's the defense giving us? <laughs> let's, let's adjust and make some, make some changes there, which, Then they got to what I thought should be the scripted plays, which was, hey, find the guy that's not a starter and just throw the ball at him. Just throw the ball at him to one of the wide receivers, which is what they got to. But, digress. Um, Yeah, if the scripted plays were, like, driving down the field, had a Ravens-type scripted offense, or the Ravens' first 15 plays, that was their first drive. They went seven and a half minutes. Went through the whole scripted sheet. (laughs) So... If they were doing that, then maybe you could build the case, but I don't even have the case right now for why you should receive the ball instead of defer. If you can play with that middle eight minutes where the last four minutes of the first half, first four minutes of the second half, and be able to completely swing a game, that's worth much more than starting off hot to me.
1: Okay. Well, it would be nice for once for them to play with a lead um, at some it point.
0: It I agree. But I think falling behind like three – Nothing, even seven, nothing, you're not getting anything crazy. It's when you start falling behind two scores and then you go, okay, we gotta really adjust things here. We can't play with the elite. once real early. I feel like you just run the offense. But yeah. you can't do that when you fall behind multiple scores like they did.
1: Yeah, well one more thing. Um, wide receivers, Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. I think you you could see some of his quotes um in the locker room he he spoke to the media on monday and a lot of people are like oh it sounds like he's like yeah zach give me the ball but i don't think i don't i think if you go back and listen to his clip i think he was jamar chase was right i mean you have a threat you have a receiver like jamar chase it really feels like he isn't a huge part of the offense right now but look when you have t catching two touchdowns it's it isn't a bad thing um what could this team do more with jamar chase going forward
0: So they are using a little bit as a decoy. And that does make sense when all eyes are on him. Just look at that mix and catch and run where the fake handoff to Jamar Chase drew like three guys in and that's a fake handoff. Uh, He draws a lot of attention in the past game, but I do think there were a couple plays Burrow's clock was sped up and this might've been more of a rust or than anything than the calf or anything. And he kind of, missed a, an opportunity i'm thinking of a few examples but the one i really think of was called a sale concept and so your most outside receiver just runs a, a go or a post like a very skinny post just take the corner out of the play you're not throwing that unless you get a really good look the next route is a deep about 12 yard out route and that was covered but then the way they ran it they ran basically a drag or a shallow from the slot on the back side to control the flat the issue is that's jamar chase and what you're supposed to read there is one on the deep two to the out and then three to the shallow and burrow it felt like went one to two to check down as if he's playing with you know his playoff offensive line type of thing where like i i don't have time to get to that third one but he had time and that third one was jamar chase and jamar chase had nobody on him there was roquan smith trying to chase him from behind so if you just put that on him and that's a catch and run uh i also think he i think he had a point in this game about let's throw some more go balls to me because the ravens play a lot of that quarters they play a lot of stuff like that and sometimes that scares teams off he's like hey that's too high you know like we shouldn't throw the go ball here do it throw the go ball against too high because when it's quarters they're not playing over the top on you Uh, that would be a heck of a play for him to get over the top of a Jamar Chase go ball from that situation. That to me is still isolated. I think of isolated as in single high and then also quarters. You isolate the corner against that wide receiver. And I would be fine throwing a few of those. Just let's see it. Let's see a couple, because that's what Jamar Chase is best at. Let's see him down the field as a vertical threat. I also think there is a slight case that Jamar Chase should be playing better too. I I'm, I'm not trashing him. He's an awesome player. He's the best receiver on the team, top five wide receiver in the league. He didn't catch the jump ball against Rocky Sin. I think he could have set up Rocky Sin better too. Cause he kind of just ran into it and then, and he does that sometimes and just wins. Like it's fine, but it's kind of ran into it. Didn't really threaten. Like what I want to see is you kind of like threaten the inside and then create a little bit of space and then jump up for that fade. Instead, he just kind of, like, runs into him. He's like, I'm just going to dunk on this guy. But he didn't. And those bubbles, everybody's complaining about the bubbles and the screens and everything. Well, if Jamar Chase makes that first guy miss, some of those are explosive plays. And Jamar Chase usually does make that first guy miss. So I know what they're doing here. It's just, let's throw an easy one, and let's just get a ton of yards. Let's have Burrow get 50 yards on one pass play, and all he had to do was just flip it out to Jamar Chase. But he hasn't made that guy miss yet. And – that's a little bit frustrating. So I get both sides of the frustration. I think you should work him down the field more, work where he is best. And I also think that it could just be variance. Like, hey, he got tackled on a couple of those and that just happens because he's your NFL players. But when I think of, you know, the best Jamar Chase games, and this isn't to say he's playing poorly. I think he's still playing like a B level or something for what I would expect of him. It's just not at that A level I expect of him.